Hey everyone, it's Susan Pierce Thompson and welcome to the weekly vlog. I have something exciting to share with you. I've been doing inner deep personal growth work lately um, with an intensity and um, a pattern of results like leaping forward in my ability to go deep inside and shift my inner landscape uh, to a degree that I've never really experienced before. I've, I've done a lot of inner work um, in the, you know, almost 25 years that I've been sober, but I, um, I've never experienced that I remember this kind of intensity. And I started using a tool recently that I want to share with you because the results it has unlocked for me are blowing my mind, just completely blowing my mind. Um, and it has to do with fear. If you think of fear as a stick of butter, pardon the food reference, a soft stick of butter, a stick of butter that's been sitting out on a butter uh, dish, you know, overnight for days and it's, it's soft, right? And if you think of um, it being sticky and messy and corrosive, like if you smear it around, right? It's like, you, you don't want that, you wanna get rid of it. But it's, it's hard to clean away butter, um, especially if it's smushed, picture it's smushed all over your plates and your silverware and your clothes and your everything. Uh, the tool I'm talking about is sort of the difference between trying to clean up that butter, like really get it gone, with um, a cold plastic knife or something, trying to like smear and scrape or something, versus uh, a hot uh, stream of water with a soapy sponge. This tool just clears away the fear. I heard about it not that long ago when I was in Durango, Colorado, at uh, this mastermind group that I belong to. There's like 50 some odd of us online thought leaders who are trying to build movements and we get together three times a year. June is always in Durango. So it was June and I was in the room with these amazing people. And Susan Garrett, who is a dog agility trainer extraordinaire, multiple world champion, uh, winning dog agility trainer who leads a huge community of dog agility trainers around the world. She shared this nugget. She said, um, she said she was friends with an Olympian. Uh, the Olympian happens to be Greg Luganis. Greg Luganis, uh, arguably the best diver who has ever lived and competed. Greg Luganis, who swept all the diving events in successive back-to-back -back Olympics. Greg Luganis, the first diver in history to receive the score of perfect 10 from all seven judges at an international competition. Go online and go to gregluganis.com and just watch the video of him diving. It's stunning right on his website. He's got this video looping. It's it's what the human body can do when it is well-trained. Okay, so you probably know this. This is what Susan Garrett shared. I've since talked with her, asked if it was okay if I share the story. She said, sure. She made sure I got the details right. And um, 
at the time I did not get the details right. So I morphed this technique and I'm going to share like what Greg Luganis said and does did and uh, when he was diving competitively and then what I heard and what I turned it into for my own bright line eating journey. Okay. So here's what Greg Luganis did before competitions. He did a visualization. Now, if you know how competitive sports works, competitive athletes do visualizations before competing because research shows it's incredibly powerful to live out an experience in the mind. And in fact, the brain is so configured that it doesn't really make a big distinction between a detailed visualization of something and actually living it in real life. There's research on this. So there was this famous study in, I think, 1983, where this researcher um, had a bunch of basketball players actually shoot free throws to practice at the free throw line, and then a bunch of other basketball players sit in a dark room and imagine practicing free throw shots. And they got better at about the same rate. It was crazy. Like, oh, you could just sit in a dark room and imagine you're shooting free throws. Isn't that crazy? So this has been known for a long time. And so competitive athletes visualize before they compete. But here's what Greg Luganis found. He found that often in his visualizations, he would get hung up. Some kind of fear story would play and he wouldn't be able to visualize the perfect dive in his mind because there was this static of fear. Maybe the dive went wrong and he kept getting tripped up by some kind of concern over doing it wrong. And so here's what he did. He created a door in his visualization and he walked through the door. And on the other side of that door was the fear-based world, everything that he was most afraid of. And Susan Garrett then talked about how after you play out that scary world, that fear-based world, you can see if the version of you on the other end has some advice for you. Like, hey, here's how you could avoid this. Like, here's how you could adjust your training, your preparation, your mindset so that this doesn't come true. Okay. So here's what I turned this into over the last couple weeks. I've done several of these. And again, <laughs> the grease melting uh, ability of this process stuns me. Okay. So I've been feeling some fear, some static about uh, some trips that I have coming up, my relationship, like I was getting really emotional about a bunch of stuff. And then I found myself um, judging myself for being emotional. Um, and I was like, you know, I'm going to try that visualization. I'm going to try that visualization. And here's what I misheard. I thought Susan Garrett said, you take that ball of fear and you turn it into a shark circling you in open water. I don't know where I got this from. She says, no, I didn't say that, but this is what I heard. You turn the fear into a shark circling you in open water. So I go deep inside, I'm meditating. Susan Garrett says, visualization, different than meditation. To me, I, I don't know, I was meditating with a visualization, I'm not sure. Okay, anyway, so I'm visualizing this shark circling me in open water. And then the shark turns into a door 
And now there's this door that I have the opportunity. Now, I always, there was a handle on the door, a doorknob. So I would step up in one visualization. It was tricky because I was in open water and I had to slippery. I had to step on the shark and like get the door open. Anyway, I open the door and I walk through to the other side. And then I play out that fear-based world in excruciating detail, exquisite detail. It's worst case scenario. I'm a mess and it goes bad this way. And then I can't recover from that. And it keeps going bad and I can't recover from that. And I play it all the way out. In one of my visualizations, there was something I was so afraid of. I couldn't find a version of me in that world to give me advice who was like grounded and centered enough to give me advice until I was 70 years old. Like this was about my relationship. I was afraid that, and you know, then the fear was that I'll ruin the relationship. And then... (laughs) And then it took me like two decades to get over that in the, in this, you know, it was a big deal, ruin your relationship. So I was like a 70-year-old version of me with sparkly eyes and short, spiky gray hair came to me. In all three of the shark door meditations I've done, the future version of me is more than willing to offer advice and really has good advice. Again, I played it all the way out. And in one instance, the future version of me was 70 years old. In another, it was seven years from now. And in another, it was like two or three weeks from now. Like I just played out this little scenario and then, you know, me dressed like this, sat cross-legged with me on the carpet and was like, hey girl, you know, um, have you been praying lately? Why don't you start praying again? And, you know, make sure you're praying every morning. And, um, oh, you could, you know, write this out in a letter and put it in your God box and give it, give it, you know? And, oh, you're worried about all this stuff in the next couple weeks. Um, take the biggest chunks, the most important chunks, put them on particular days at particular times, and just make sure you execute those things at that time so it doesn't pile up on you because this fear-based scenario you've got, it's about stuff piling up. Um, You really only have three or four things that matter between now and then. Make sure you get those done on the day you're supposed to. It's really practical advice. Um, The 70-year-old me was like, keep doing your parts work. (laughs) Keep doing that Bright Line Freedom parts work. And yeah, don't, don't, you know, if you're worried about your relationship, separate yourself. You don't need to have the two-hour tortured conversation about this. It's really going on inside you, isn't it? So just go meditate and do your parts work. And then if you want to talk to him and have a, a conversation to catch him up and stay intimately connected, that's fine. But you don't need to drag him through the two to three hour mud before you've done your work. You know, it's really good advice. And then she was like, yeah, and trust. I want to mention something about visualization and meditation on specific topics. A misunderstanding in the sort of law of attraction sort of world is that um, it's a bad idea to visualize anything negative because you might create it. The research emphatically proves that wrong, emphatically. 
As a matter of fact, a huge body of research by Gabrielle Ettingen from NYU shows that the only effective visualizations about the future take into account what could go wrong and then visualize how to course correct for that. Sitting in a chair and visualizing perfect outcomes is pretty pointless unless you also visualize what could go wrong and what you're gonna do to get past that. It speaks to what the ancient Stoics used to say, which is memento mori. Translates, remember, you will die. They used to argue from a philosophical perspective that no life can be fully actualized unless the liver of that life keeps in mind his or her death regularly and deeply. Because otherwise we live in this la-la dream state that is not fully recognizing the importance of each day and the fragility of life. And how much more would each of us do if we realized, you know, I don't necessarily, I'm not promised that much longer. So um, although memento mori, remember you will die, sounds morbid, um, it's actually a great way to come back to this day and live it to the fullest. And what I've discovered from this meditation or visualization, sorry, Susan Garrett, visualization is the proper term, to dissolve fear is that spending some time to really play out a worst case scenario and then learn what there is to be learned from that is perhaps one of the most valuable ways to spend 10 minutes. Over the last couple of weeks, I was bound up with emotions, with concerns, um, with static inside myself. And in three shark door meditations, <laughs> visualizations, it's dissolved. I stand here in front of you clear and confident and grounded and settled. So I offer it to you as a tool. Take it or leave it. That's the weekly vlog. I'll see you next week.